Hello, I'm Polish NBA audience. Today I have with me Eric Shu. Hello, Eric. Hi, Monique. How are you? I'm good. Everyone, Eric is a, I would say, W2 turned solopreneur that now helps with folks buying small businesses. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Excited to do it too. Well, as my audience uh, knows, I started that journey in 2022 with purchasing a small business. I've created a startup from scratch, from an idea, created a consultancy, and have mm -hmm. helped hundreds of other folks uh, do similar things. Hundreds. So I'm at the point where I'm. you and I are on the same page, which is why uh, I follow you on Twitter. And that is buying a revenue-generating small business that has product market fit, which is completely opposite of a startup. And so I want to ask you a little bit about your journey, how you ended up here, because you are an attorney. You've done the hard work. What got you here? <laughs> what yeah, got you here? Yeah. <laughs> what got me here? Well, yeah. I, I'm pretty far into my career and you know, I did the, the traditional lawyer thing. Actually, I, I didn't do quite the traditional lawyer thing. I I graduated from law school. I went into law enforcement. I was a police officer for a while. And then I went oh. back into the, doing the lawyer thing uh, for, for many, many years. I had a family. Um, it, but, but really, I, I've always been an entrepreneur. So even while I'm working a nine to five, I've always got something else going. My mind's always thinking, hey, how do, can I improve this? How can I improve that? How can I start this? How can I start that? And really, about 13 years ago, it turned into more of a long-term side hustle. So... I got very interested in, in, uh, just having a solo practice, did business law. And as I like to tell people as a, as a young business lawyer doing it on a moonlighting basis, I, I kind of had to do whatever came in the door. So I started growing my reputation locally, lived in a pretty small area, you know, not, not, not super exciting. So whatever people needed, I, I worked a lot with a local startup scene. So, uh, I'm excited to hear that this is some, uh, there's some startup blood in this community, and I've always loved that energy. I uh, worked with uh, some tech-focused startups, did some coaching at Startup Weekends, helped some people stand up their businesses, and then over the next, boy, 12 years, just grew my side hustle. Never very fast, though. Always, you know, waking up at 5 in the morning, working weekends, uh, working mornings, and really trying to find my fit in, in the business law world. And it wasn't until recently that I set a, a launch date and decided, you know, the nine to five wasn't for me and absolutely needed to leave and set a launch date, which was last year. Wow. Now that is courageous. I always tell folks it's pretty courageous to be like, you know what? I'm doing this. I don't know what's going to happen next. I just recorded an episode about this. You know, when you're really strategic, you cannot know everything, what the outcome is going to be of an important decision. You have to go with it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. So I want to get to what was your next step after that? So once you set that date and you went forward, what did you do? Actually, I said, take one step back. You know, my, my absolute uh, hidden secret weapon is, is my wife. We, we met about seven plus years ago. It shouldn't say about it. It was close to eight. Uh, we've been married seven. But when we met, it was basically under the premise of, hey, we I, I want a different life. You want a different life too. And that's really when it came together. And we both started working on it as a team, uh, like I said, almost eight years ago. And as we got closer and closer, 
we set that launch date. And I'm, I'm so adamant about the fact that if someone wants to do something big, like go from W2 to solopreneur, go from W2 to owning a business, they need to set that launch date because I am absolutely convinced that if we didn't have that launch date and it was July 1, 2022, and we just had it written in stone that we just never would have done it. Oh, I know so many startup founders who have literally been getting ready to launch their product for two and three years now (laughs) because they stick to the date. And it's like, no matter if it's not perfect, if everything is in a line, it does not matter. You have to stick to that date. And that's how you'll make sure you move forward. Absolutely. The the other thing I really like that you mentioned is how your spouse was on board. Uh, And I know we're going to get into this SMB part too, right? So we're talking about just right now transitioning into entrepreneurship. Now, With you and your spouse being on the same accord at the beginning, that's a huge advantage. Do you see folks that have tried it or have done it? And especially the SMB part, but the other spouse is kind of indifferent or not on board? Yes, I, I see that a lot. And that's that's unfortunate because it, it, usually it's, at best, it's one person's idea and the other person comes along, which I think is is pretty good, but it's not the best of both worlds where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. Yeah. Lightly kind of struck where we both kind of looked at each other and said, you want that excitement, that idea as well. And, and I'll add that, you know, we, we both had the idea of one day living in, and traveling in an RV. And that was the other part of what we wanted to do. So a lot of things came together. But when I work with people, I see a lot of times... One person's excited. One person's an entrepreneur. The other person's kind of the reluctant. Okay, I suppose if you want to, but that sounds really risky. Can't we hedge our bets a lot? And I'll come along if there's no risk. And that's tough because it really needs to be a journey that you both take together. You know, with with your family, uh, everybody's got to be on board because there's there's going to be some some tough calls, some some tough times. Uh, there's going to be times when you just need encouragement or you're going through a, a process that's just tough for everybody, transition, uh, belt tightening sometimes, or maybe it's just like triaging fortune, you know, you need that partner with you. And so I think that's so critical. So let's take a moment to thank our biggest sponsor of this podcast, TPM Focus, a strategy and execution consulting firm focused on generating revenue and finding product market fit for startups and small to medium-sized companies that are launching a new innovation or entering a new market. In a nutshell, if you're launching a new innovation or into a new market, we'll align your technology, marketing, sales, and customer success with your financial goals to ensure your company makes money while finding and solidifying your place in the market. Head over to tpmfocus.com dot com to see testimonials and reach out if you'd like to work with us. So you mentioned part of your goals together included traveling in an RV. So I've seen on Twitter you made that happen. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. So we did. you have a thing. Is it just you and her or do you have children and you guys are all doing it together? We've got two little girls, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. So some people think we're a little crazy, but... Uh, I don't like at think all. That... <laughs> Not at all. We love it. Our sleep is definitely usually on the lower end of uh, normal. <laughs> but, you know, we couldn't imagine doing it any other way. And, and really, we, we started this whole journey of uh, living in 
traveling and working in an RV with our older daughter and our, our younger one was born in the process. And so uh, a lot of amazing surprises in this whole journey. Do you stop at co-working spaces? Like, how are you doing all this? I do. I, I do. I, I kind of split it up in the work block. So I've been really adamant about waking up at five in the morning. And that's kind of what the time that I had when I was still working in nine to five to build my side hustle. And so now I have a few hours in the morning to get one work block in where I can get a whole bunch of things done while everybody's sleeping. And then usually the second work block comes after I get everybody situated and I'll find a coffee shop, a co-working space. Sometimes we stay at places that have offices and I'll get another good work block in done there. And then usually the, the next work block is when we're, we, we jokingly call it the, the, the toddler nap drive and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be parked somewhere and while everybody else is sleeping, I'm working again. So I work everywhere I can and just got good systems. So I, I feel like, yeah, I can get it, I can get it done and everybody's still happy. That's <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah, it's definitely doable. Although I didn't do it in an RV. I did something very <laughs> similar with, with my children. So I get it. You, you know, you're there, but you're able to shift in and out of roles, right? To, to mm -hmm. accomplish your day. And yeah, that's sure. amazing. I know some people aren't really that good at that. They haven't had to practice doing it before. But for me, it came natural. So I'm not putting anybody else in saying you you should be able to do this. We're just saying it came more natural for us. But sure. it's required. No, yeah. You know, it's required mm -hmm. if you if you especially if you have kids and you're trying to maintain a marriage or relationship. So you have this cool RV, might I say, it's quite cool. And I'm wondering your hotspot, like your internet, like how how. Oh. How are you accomplishing this? Like, I really want to know because this sounds oh, yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah, happy. I, I actually shared that on a thread once. It, it, it's uh, I, I did a lot of research on that because absolutely, like anywhere I go, that's my my lifeblood of my business, right? So, yeah. I, I found what they use in like public safety, so law enforcement and public transit. They actually have a particular line of products called PepWave, PepLink products, and it's it's a very kind of uh, hopped up internet uh, access point and you know the powered antenna and basically I have I have all three different uh, LTE services so I have AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile and I just use whatever's strongest where I'm at and I've never traveled anywhere I've stopped at boy 15, 17 different cities in my travels so far since we uh, left left where we came from last year I've never mm -hmm. been somewhere where I haven't had a usable signal Wow. And so the name of the the company that produces the product is PepLink, like P-E-P-L-I. -E. Yeah, P-E-P, -E I think it is Pep Wave, I believe is the name oh, of the Pep company. Wave. They produce okay. yeah, industrial quality products for use in, in public safety. And uh, like I said, I think you use it in transit buses as well when they provide the free Wi-Fi on transit buses. So everyone, I hope you're listening to that. Take notes, <laughs> take notes. You learn so much from talking to other people who are actually doing it. All right, so you have internet. Now, you have become quite the, actually one of my favorite follows on Twitter. How well, thank you, you. How did you get into, you know what, this is going to be my distribution channel for getting my message out there and, you know, connecting with folks? Boy, I, uh, like probably a lot of people will say, I stumbled into this one. I 
was on Twitter right after I, I launched, so to speak, because I got inspired by someone's thread, just talking about that being the top of their funnel. And so I was just kind of working away and still working M&A deals. I worked with a, a client a while back and he said, hey, you, you should get on Twitter. And, and literally my, my reaction was, why would I get on Twitter? Who wants to hear what a lawyer has to say? And he said, oh, no, you'd be surprised. And this place called SMB Twitter, it's got a lot of great stuff. I've learned so much. And there's even this lawyer called SMB Acquisition Attorney who's anonymous right now, but you should check out what he's got. He's got really, really good stuff. So I got on there, really realized this was a great community and really loved a lot of the people I met there. Ended up meeting, uh, uh, his name is also Eric, believe it or not, uh, SMB Acquisition Attorney. He's, he's since launched his own firm, left his, uh, his big lock firm, which is why he could come out of the shadows and he was yeah. nice enough. And that was, that was a big deal. He, he like, I've, I'm always used to working with attorneys who are kind of, uh, you know, they're very, uh, territorial and possessive. But one of the first DMS I got when I got on was from Eric saying, Hey, welcome to the community. You know, I just wanted to reach out and say, hi, how can we work together? How can I help? Just wanted to welcome you. And I was like, what? What kind of a place is this? You know, lawyers welcoming you. I want to learn more. So, uh, since then it's just been, it's been a great community to, to be part of. And it's just been such a natural fit. And I just enjoy talking about the things that I talk about. And a lot of people who say, you know, are always very, when, when I say things that are valuable, there's people who tell me and, and I was really, really appreciate that feedback. And that's kind of what keeps me going is what I'm sharing is actually helping people do things or inspiring people to do things and encouraging in them. So that's what feeds me when I'm on Twitter. It's not necessarily that, oh, this is the tip of my, you know, the, the top mm -hmm. of my funnel. It, it, no, I love this stuff, which mm -hmm. is why I'm excited to talk about it all the time. You know, if it wasn't something I was excited to talk about all the time. I wouldn't, it'll be tw tweeting three times a day and sometimes at five in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be hard to maintain that, but it really right. is something I'm, I'm truly excited about. It doesn't even feel like work. And uh, so I was just saying you all when we first, Eric and I first hopped on was that his personality on Twitter is the same in real life. So how you imagine him uh, even speaking here, right? That's how you, you'll interpret and feel that he's sounding from his tweets. And so I, I just consider that authentic. And, and that's what's really helpful. And especially SMB. Um, uh, business dealings because it's just a lot of shady characters. Everybody from the broker, like, I, I mean, as far as being a buyer, like you don't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. You just feel like everybody sure. is, everybody has an angle. And so I don't feel, I, I don't feel that way from seeing your tweets. And I, I feel as if it's authentically just trying to look out for folks. And I can also say that I have spoken with Eric before, the other Eric, the SMB uh, Twitter lawyer, and he is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, fantastic. So, and he is who he is online, too. And so that's really good. I appreciate that about you all. There are not many folks who have the same experience as you in the space you're in that share as much as you all do in a, in a public realm like that. Now, is that a lawyer thing where it's like, you know, I have to be careful? Because I know lawyers are really careful about liability and all that. You know, I, I'm just going to say my theory, and I, I think historically and a little jaded i feel like law has been kind of a protective profession where where it's like well if i give away too much of of the the secrets of what lawyers do behind the scenes that it might be damaging to my business to the legal profession 
And I think that's changing. People are realizing that, you know, the lawyers bring lots of value regardless of whether you share what you work on. You know, I, I know a lot of lawyers are like, well, if I, if I, if I give away my secrets, will they still hire me? Will they still need me? It's like, well, actually they still will because, you know, you you bring so much intangibles. You're not just bringing the, the know-how and the, the, the few forms that you can, you, you know, it's, it's an entire lifetime of deal experience. For example, in my case, mm. I'd like to think that when someone hires me, they're not like, well, he's going to bring a couple of good forms and, you know, uh, the, the sequence of events. Mm. And then if that was the case, if I shared the sequence of events and a couple of forms, then I'd be afraid that they wouldn't need me anymore. But it's so much more that I think every advisor really in SMB Twitter uh, brings to the table that I'm, I'm glad everybody freely shares what they do and how they do it because that's what builds trust. That's what builds transparency or encourages transparency. And I think that's, that helps educate people so they know more. And, you know, from, from a, an advisor's perspective, I love working with people who are educated about the process and are sophisticated. And I, I, I think it's my job to educate them so that they know when they need me, what they need me for and how best to work together. And I think it's to everybody's best interest. Here's a point you make online a lot is about when you purchase this revenue generating business, it's a pathway to freedom. It's a pathway to wealth. Um, mm -hmm. And when you say freedom, what do you mean? Right. Because some some businesses are so small where, you know, you're basically buying a job. So and then other cases, the business is large enough where you, you know, you have a full team, you have certain things in place. But how do you define freedom in this world? Sure. I've got a couple of different definitions of freedom. I, I One of the ones that I love the best is from Tim Ferriss, what he wrote for our work week that I, I read many, many eons ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to forget the third freedom he talks about, but he, he talks about freedom of time and freedom of location. And I thought it was like freedom of work. Like you can do what you want to do. You can do it on your own schedule and you can do it where you want. That's kind of my ultimate definition of freedom and really just being able to build something of your own where, you know, you might go to work and it's your, it's your business and you might be working 60 hours a week, but you know, you're building something for yourself and you know that if you wanted to change course, you wanted to scale it, you wanted to grow it through bolt on acquisitions where you add other companies to it and scale, you can do all that because it's yours. And really that's, that's the core of freedom is the freedom of, of options. You know, you're, you're the, you're the yeah. captain of your own ship yeah. and you know, whether you want to go big, whether you want to go small, whether you want to build an empire, whether you want to build a, 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 a lifestyle business, it's now your choice. And that's why, that's why I got fired up about helping people build a lifestyle like this. And that's why I, they call it entrepreneurship through acquisition. And I like to dub it uh, freedom through acquisition, because I think that's really what you can do here and what's available to most people. And a lot of people don't even realize it. Wow. Freedom through acquisition. So audience, you guys may see ETA, like hashtag ETA, either on Twitter, on even on on LinkedIn, you'll see that. And that's entrepreneurship through acquisition. So Eric just mentioned freedom through acquisition. And Eric, I, you know what? I would probably do a hashtag FTA on that one. Because <laughs> I like it better. But 
I really like your definition of freedom because it's freedom to work, not freedom from work. And I think Absolutely. a lot of people think entrepreneurship is a freedom from work. You know, they're laying on the beach, you know, they're not really having to work that often or I don't see it that way. I want to work, right? But I want to mm -hmm. do it on my terms and built for me. And so that is why your definition definitely resonates. As far as freedom through acquisition, is that some, a term that you're now going to trademark, start really using <laughs> it? What's what's happening there? Well, actually, I, uh, funny you should ask. I, I bought the URL and I, I am planning to launch a newsletter uh, probably in, in the next, my, again, talking about launch dates and having to stick to them. I'm, I'm going to launch it next month. Okay. Whether it's in a week or two weeks is the only question. And my goal with that is to really equip people who are at the cusp of, you know, looking in and going, well, is this for me? Most of my audience, I imagine, is going to be people who are at a nine to five that they're getting burned out at and that they call golden handcuffs. I completely identify with that. At a well-paying job, you know, it seems secure. You know, one of those that parents tell you, hey, how could you ever quit this job? You should just ride it out till retirement and then they'll pay you to not work. And uh, <laughs> no, no, thank you, right? Uh, for those uh, of us who are entrepreneurially minded, but my goal is to empower those people with the knowledge of what they can do to free themselves, uh, again, based on that same definition of freedom by buying a business. And so, yeah, you're, you're, I'm glad you asked. I am planning to, to use that to really help educate and to really show people what can be done. Awesome. Freedom through entrepreneurship. I wonder how many folks will venture into this uh, versus the startup world. What would you say are the biggest benefits to this versus the startup world? Well, I think that the, the benefits are, are huge and sometimes underrated or under, people don't understand them as much. And so I'm glad you asked that the biggest deal are the fact that you've got a business that's already making money. You know, as they say, a lot of times cash flow solves most problems in a business mm -hmm. and lack of cash flow will almost make every problem magnified. And I think that's the biggest issue with, with a startup. And I remember uh, I, I loved working with startups back in the days when I was a younger business lawyer, but I remember that the problem was most of them failed. I think I'd say nine out of 10 of them that I had anything to do with never saw the light of day because they're great ideas, but there's so much headwinds. You've got to get funding. You've got to get, you know, product market fit. You've got to get word out. You got to market it. And it, a lot of times it's a chicken and egg question. If you've got a two-sided business model, which side do you start on? And the difference is when you're buying a business, if you're buying a good cash flowing business, they've already gone through all those. A lot of times these are businesses that have been around for 20 years. They've already gone through all the growing pains. They've gotten to the point where they've figured out product market fit. They've figured out what, what kind of marketing channels they need to use. They've, they've got a uh, reputation in the industry. And so, you know, people already know who they are. They already got loyal customers. They've already got vendors set up all the things that you have to wade through and hope you survive the gauntlet of when you start up a business, it's already done for you. And then the funding piece, um, you know, the fact that the SBA is guaranteeing uh, funds much, much the same way as uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae guarantee funds so people can go buy houses. The mm -hmm. federal government's doing this so people can go buy businesses. The fact that 
There's the federal government backed loans so that there's banks lining up to, you know, for good businesses, banks are lining up to loan you money. There's so many things going for you there that yeah. really just aren't there when it's a startup. Unmatched. You're absolutely right, especially the SBA loan part. Now, I get it that we still need startups for innovation, to trying different things. You know, we never know what's going to work, but that's not for everybody. This is a great alternative for those who want a business that's already cash generating. Um, and you could pay yourself something. Startups, you will be getting paid for a while. <laughs> right, right. So I, I actually don't know any of the banks. I don't know any of the banks that have approved any business to be purchased where the owner, the person who's buying it, can't pay themselves something because that's a huge risk to take on a business and you're not going to be able to pay yourself anything to take care of your home and your, and yourself outside the right. business. So, Absolutely. so for, for everyone that's listening, I hope this has been insightful. I haven't shared as much this year on my uh, journey with FIG. Focus Innovation Group is the name of my venture. So we're searching <laughs> for a business now and vetting businesses now. And I've shared some of the ups and downs on a few episodes of Unpolished MBA. So this, I'm going to share a bit more about it. And I want to introduce you all to some of the folks that are very interesting and knowledgeable in the space. And Eric Shu is definitely at the top of my list. So Eric, where can folks find you in order to follow you and connect with you? Well, my, my primary place, uh, the place that I enjoy the most and talk at, talk to people the most at is, is on Twitter. And so I'm on Twitter at lawyer for the number four SMBs. So with an S at the end, and that's probably where, where I'm hanging out the most often. And, uh, I also am on LinkedIn and, uh, it's also the same lawyer for SMBs. Uh, I can't remember how LinkedIn goes, but however that happens, or you can look me up, Eric Shu. Uh, so those, those are the two primary places where people can get in touch with me. I enjoy connecting with people. Uh, I do uh, just meet and greet chat about their search journey calls with people all the time. And people can do that through my uh, my profile on on Twitter as well as on LinkedIn. I think that links to the same place. OK, that's awesome. Well, Eric, I want to thank you again for sharing your journey with us and some insight into buying a business. Well, thank you, Monique. It's uh, my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com.